0: Sharp angle shots, hey, rebounds loose, they score! Keeper bellows, goals in four straight games! What a goal for Oliver Wallstrom, a highlight rail tally, cross ice pass, Wotherspoon scores! Parker Wotherspoon ties the game! This is a production of the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, proud American Hockey League affiliate of the New York Islanders on for the return pass instead Simon Simon Holmstrom he tracks shoots he scores first in North America for Simon Holmstrom
1: I'm head coach Brent Thompson and this is Sound Tigers Hockey
0: and it's the Sound Up podcast for November the 10th of 2020 with our guest of the week coming up Sound Tigers head coach Brent Thompson a lot to talk about with him I'm Alan Furing and Yeah, it's already November the 10th and we're still without American Hockey League action. Hopefully we're getting closer to that. Uh, I'm sure you saw in the league put out a note a couple of weeks ago that February the 5th is now the new target date for the upcoming season. We know we won't play before February the 5th, but hoping somewhere around there we will play our first game of the new season and not really a whole lot else, uh, much else to speculate about. It really doesn't help to speculate very much because everything changes day by day and it's so up in the air, but... What we do know is that we can be hopeful that around February the 5th we get back underway. And in the meantime, we're going to try to keep you engaged and entertained as best we can. Right here through the Sound Up podcast series, we're going to drop a new podcast Every week at 11 o'clock Eastern Time. Keep an eye on Sound Tigers social media pages, also on uh, podcast outlets, Anchor, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And we got a we got a great guest lineup ahead of us, including Seth Helgeson, who recently resigned with the Sound Tigers, also Tanner Fritz, Jeff Kubiak, and perhaps even some notable alumni from the early years on the Sound Tigers. I know a lot of fans will be excited for that. That guest lineup will be uh, available for you to look at. Who's coming up? in the next few weeks pretty soon. But on this first edition here in the fall, we've got Brent Thompson on and a whole lot to talk about. It's been awfully quiet on the ice since March the 11th, but off of the ice... A lot has actually happened. We've had the National Hockey League return to play and the Stanley Cup playoffs and the New York Islanders, of course, making a great run going to the Eastern Conference Final in one of the top three teams before they lost to Tampa Bay. And then also NHL and AHL free agency, both in swing and the NHL draft happening not too long ago. And I talked about free agency. Sound Tigers making some moves on October the 29th. They re-signed Seth Helgeson, who has been just a vital part of the leadership group, but also on the ice, uh, a very physical and gritty presence. He's been an alternate captain since he joined the team back in 2017. He's got a new deal, as does Jeff Kubiak and Eric Brown and rookie Nick Pastajov out of the University of Michigan signing with the Sound Tigers. And a lot of those guys will be on the podcast series as we continue through the winter months. But Brent Thompson is up first, and... uh, Mentioned a lot to talk about with him. Also a very avid golfer, and with the Masters coming up later this week, uh, it's a good time to have him on. And we'll start it by welcoming in Brent Thompson, head coach of the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. And uh, Brent, welcome. I hope all is well. I know the times are uh, still a little tricky and tough, but I hope you and the family are, are doing well.
1: Yeah, we're doing fine. Obviously, uh, your body, your calendar in your body is telling you you should be playing and you should be out in the ice every day. But, uh, you know, this is a, a time where we get to spend a little more time with the family. And uh, uh, right now I'm enjoying some sunshine out west uh, with my family. And, uh, you know, this is a good opportunity to be able to kind of reconnect uh, with them.
0: What words would you use specifically to describe this offseason, which now is about eight months without any AHL hockey?
1: Uh, well, a lot of words, actually, you know, I, I'm frustration 'cause frustration because you really want to play. I think that's one of the biggest things. I think guys, not only myself, our staff, we talk about, we wish we were, you know, able to go into the rink and be playing and, and, you know, coaching the players, uh, and having that, uh, competitive, uh, juices, if you will, going night in and night out with the games. Um, so, you know, that's a little bit of the frustration. I think, um, this time's affected everybody. So, you know it's uh so, you know affects us in in this way as far as the hockey community it affects us we miss we miss being there uh we miss being on the ice and, and working and doing our job
0: yeah i mean there hasn't been a lot on the ice obviously since march the 11th when the sound tigers beat toronto but then you look at the hockey world off of the ice, and there's actually been quite a bit that's happened. I mean, the NHL returned, uh, had a successful Stanley Cup playoff run when you look at a, you know, the totality of that from the league standpoint. Of course, free agency both in the NHL and AHL level and the NHL draft. I mean, there's so many things that have been going on, and obviously the Islanders made a, a very nice deep run in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I'm sure for you as a head coach at the AHL level having so many guys come through the system. You know, your Brock Nelsons, uh, you know, Ryan Pollock, Adam Pellick, so many guys that have contributed. I'm sure that uh, put a smile on your face watching at home.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. It's so fun to see where they're at now. Uh, Each one of those guys, I know our staff's worked very hard down here in Bridgeport to get them and to help them in their career Um, and to see the the success or at least a step in the right direction that they have up there with the Islanders. It was so fun. I mean, obviously, you know, I watched almost every every playoff game possible uh, during the during the the bubble, if you will, and it was it was just awesome to watch. Uh, it was an opportunity for our staff to to talk uh, hockey talk really after games, and uh, it, it was it was a fun time to you know just enjoy the game uh, as a, not only as a fan but as a coach and hopefully pick up some things uh, through through the course of the playoffs. So it was real fun. Uh, they did a really nice job with the bubble.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's take that the game six against Tampa Bay or even the game seven against Philadelphia, that win. And for you watching at home, you've got two sons who are in the hockey world have been drafted by NHL teams. Of course, your wife has been around it so much because of the family. What's it like in the Thompson household watching one of those intense games especially with you sitting there on the couch, I can only imagine some of those conversations.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, for me, just sitting on the end of, edge of the couch, watching each game, you know, a lot of times trying to, I think maybe at times maybe you try to uh, over-teach, like, hey, did you see the way he did this? Do you see how he drove the net or something? And then, you know, I get the eye roll from the kids once in a while. They kind of, yeah, I know, Dad. So, uh, you know, those are the situations that, that are happening but it was fun again like just to be able to sit back and watch as a fan as a coach you know you know our our staff is um you know communicating through text during the game hey did you see that play hey like let's make sure we talk about that tomorrow so there was a couple of different things going on through the course of that game through the course of the games which was different obviously we you know we're we weren't really able to be there or be around uh, the guys, so this was the, the next best thing to be able to be communicating on text as far as the uh, uh, the coaches um, and then in the Zoom meetings after.
0: And we'll get to the, the Bridgeport staff in a minute. I mean, you're, you're a teacher, obviously, uh, you know, with your own kids, with the, the players that you've coached coming through Bridgeport. And I'm curious, you know, because of that, you get some guys who just signed new AHL deals a couple of weeks ago, actually back on October the 29th. And these are kids that you've taught uh, for the last several years. Seth Helgeson, Jeff Kubiak, uh, Eric Brown didn't see a game last year, but he re-signed. And then uh, Nick Pastajov, a rookie uh, from the University of Michigan. But I want to talk about Seth Helgeson specifically. He's actually going to be our guest next week. On the sound Up podcast such a a, a good hard nosed veteran, such a smart guy. What does he bring to the table for you and your team
1: oh he's he's awesome uh, leadership both on the ice off the ice uh his character i, I actually it took a while It's funny because when he first came here we both felt each other out and everything but uh I really think he brings a, a you know a huge leadership piece to our team. Um, his physical presence on the ice kind of leads that way. If you ever get a chance to see our practices, how hard he practices, it's unbelievable, you know, so to see him, um, oh, you know, everybody gets to see him in the game, but to see him in the practices, um, away from the rink, he's just a good heart. He's got a good personality, keeps things light. He's hard on guys. He needs to be hard on them. I think there's a, his, his, his leadership is going to be a big factor piece for us moving forward and his experience that he's been around so long, that's going to be a huge piece as well.
0: You bring up the intensity in practice. We lost one of our uh, MacBooks in the penalty box last year because he uh, he hit the glass so hard right in front of the penalty box that that thing went flying about four feet back and we an, ended up having to get a new screen uh, for it. So I mean, the, the Seth Helgeson you see in games is one thing and then practice quite another. So I'm glad you brought that up. And another guy who I think fits that bill well is Jeff Kubiak, who also re-signed an AHL deal.
1: Yeah, no, excited about having him back. Just a reliable 200 foot player, smart, good stick. Uh, I think he's coming into his own. I think you know, obviously, there's uh, his 200 uh, foot game, his reliability in the defensive zone, faceoffs is key, as everybody knows, winning a face-off is so important. So he's one of those guys that has grown up through our entire through our organization. Which, you know, he started in the East Coast League, he's earned his stripes. He, you know, kind of spoon-fed his first couple of years, and now he's in a position where he's a he's a bona fide American leaguer, and we want to see him take the next step so he can get that opportunity in the NHL, and so that's, you know, obviously continue to work with him, but just excited because he's a first-class guy. Uh, leadership, again, he's kind of a he's just a quiet leader in the room, but very intelligent, like hockey IQ, obviously, on the ice, and then you just talk to him for a little bit. You'll see he's a smart guy off the ice, and the guys respect him.
0: Coach, what do you miss about the season? You, you talked about all of the things right off the top that, you know, you go through, especially early on in October, November, December, these months. But when you look at the overall picture, what are you missing right now? I miss the competitiveness.
1: Like, I mean, that's probably com- competitiveness and camaraderie, I think, are the two things that come to mind, you know, just uh, the night in, the night out, the, the games, the intensity of the games, uh, seeing the guys on the ice competing, and that adrenaline rush of that, and then the camaraderie, being able to be with the guys, with your staff on a day-to-day basis um, and teaching them and working with them. Like, those are the things that uh, that you look forward to, and, and you want to see uh, them get better from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, and you want to see them take that step to the NHL and help the Islanders. And so, you know, yeah, we got to see that from a distance, it felt like, but, you know, here, you know, that's what I miss is being on the ice with the kids the most that camaraderie of, of getting to know them in a different level and uh, and hopefully developing them and then that competitive juices you know I'm pretty I think I'm a pretty intense person and that you know having that void for as long as it's been is is tough
0: we'll get to some of the other competitive things that you do especially with your family as well coming up here on the sound up podcast and actually right there I thought you were going to say the bus rides I thought you really missed <laughs> bus rides up and down the, the coast in the northeast not at all no <laughs>
1: No, well, with our new bus that we have i I don't mind the bus rides actually <laughs> now that you say that that way and and having you right near me is always a pleasure, so
0: <laughs> yeah, and I am right next to you right across the the aisle there, so I can uh vouch for you know your your intensity and the competitiveness and all of that,
1: <laughs> yeah, those bus rides are fun uh when you really look at it, and especially with the new bus we got, our guys got pampered a little bit uh so uh, but it'll be it'll be good moving forward. We'll have our rest and uh, hopefully uh, put in some more wins on the road.
0: We're gonna take a break here in just a second. But another thing I thought you were gonna say right there, maybe not the bus rides, but uh, being with Eric Boganicki, one of the assistant coaches of the team, because I know you guys go way back and you get along very very well. Depending on the day, I should say.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a love hate relationship, isn't it? <laughs> uh, no, I, I love Eric. I think he's uh, fantastic. I met him back in. Uh, I I believe it was the 99 season so we were both in the Florida Panthers organization met him at training camp fantastic guy Uh, you know first time we met him we you know got to know him pretty well pretty quick Um, you know and just he was one of those guys that had the same routine as me did a lot of the same stuff as me and uh, you know I remember our pregame meals it was a race to the olive garden uh, (laughs) yeah We, we regular that was our regular pregame meal. Him and I would bust over to the Olive Garden and have our, our chicken parm, uh, pasta and uh, salad, soup and the breadsticks, of course, and then uh, head back. It was a race back home to our apartment complex and get our rest and the weight of the game. So, yeah, you know, we've been around each other a long, long time. He's a first class guy. He's got a great family. Uh, just a lot of fun to be around. Um, you know, so I, I can't say enough good things about him. Smart hockey guy. Can't you got you to gotta Give him that too. He's a smart hockey guy. Don't let him know. I said that though.
0: <laughs> we, we'll make sure we won't pass this link along to him or else. He's going to learn that and a whole lot more. I mean, I feel like I know you pretty well already, but uh, you know, I'm learning some stuff here through this conversation. I, I know the fans uh, will, will enjoy that as well. Uh, you guys both came to Bridgeport uh, several years ago, in the New York Islanders organization, obviously. The rest is history between you two. We're going to talk more about that relationship coming up in our mailbag segment. First, though, the stat of the week. Let me give you a little education, mister. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. Our stat of the week for November the 10th is that only one game all of last season saw rookies score every goal for the Sound Tigers in a game that they had at least two win you remember what game it was drop us a line on facebook or twitter in the comment section let us know and uh, if you're correct we'll pick one winner and send a sound tigers prize pack too so we look forward to seeing those responses again only one game all of last year saw rookies score every goal for the sound tigers in a game in which they had at least two those were simon holmstrom and arno and derondo who scored in the same game what game was that let us know, and uh, you could win a Sound Tigers prize pack. And we're back with head coach Brent Thompson here on the Sound Up Podcast. Coach, any guesses? Do you have any idea? Last year, one game saw rookies score all the goals for the Sound Tigers when scoring, obviously two or more. Anything come to mind?
1: I have a hard enough time remembering <laughs> yesterday, and you're going to throw that at me.
0: Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you didn't come up with the right answer there, because then that would have ruined the whole giveaway in the contest so even if you do know it act like you don't it's
1: don't. a good question i'm gonna do i'm gonna go research it actually
0: there you go and next week when we have seth helgeson on we'll uh, we'll tell you the answer and we'll we'll let you know if you came up with that cr- correct answer to get the uh, the win there and uh, coach before the break we talked a lot about you know your relationship with eric boganicki who's kind of like you know family on the hockey side but uh you know you've got uh, a nice family yourself couple of uh, sons who are both very good hockey players, and. Uh, I understand that the family had some pretty big news earlier this off season, uh, with your oldest son, Tage.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he's obviously, uh, he got engaged. So it's, uh, exciting for him and for the family and, um, and obviously renewed his contract with Buffalo. So that's exciting. So obviously things are going well for him and, uh, you know, couldn't be happier for him. I think obviously, uh, you know, you grow up, you hope, uh, there, as they grow up, you hope the best for your kids, and I think we've just been blessed. And I think it was just another, uh, another great blessing. He's found a good girl, and and we're very happy about it.
0: How about Tice? I mean, he's got a lot to look forward to in his future. A draft picked up in New Jersey, and uh, you know, I'm sure he's itching to get back. Is is Providence underway, or or what's is he back at school right now?
1: he's back at school my understanding is they're going to be playing uh starting at the end of november um and again through this COVID time there won't be any fans so they got some strict rules and they're he's been following the the guidelines of the the team so uh, i believe he'll be playing by the end of the end of this month and uh i well i know he'll be playing uh he's practicing every day and he's uh training and yeah he's chomping at the bit to, to turn pro but he also knows that uh you know getting his degree and and there's no rush. You know, want to make, your, make sure you're ready before you take that leap. And so we've had a lot of conversations about that. But he's doing really well. He's on a great path. And, uh, you know, he's excited about the year and just playing, just like everybody. I think that's the biggest thing is the boys, both boys. You know, I just got to see Tage too. And um, they just they want to get at it. I, I know they're, they're excited. And they're feeling good. They feel like they're in a good place physically. They just both want to get at it and play games.
0: Who's more competitive around the house playing board games or or whatever doing the dishes I don't know
1: I think I am I think I'm the most competitive I got the worst temper and the and I'm a sore loser so I definitely am, am one of the guys that's not yeah I'm not fun to play games with by for sure but um uh, but it, yeah, I think a close second would be my wife. She's not the. She's a sore loser too. <laughs> so they get it from both sides. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's not a good combination. What 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 gets competitive around the house? I mean, you know, I mentioned board games, but you know, is there anything else that you guys really? You know, it doesn't matter how lighthearted something can be. It always ends up getting aggressive.
1: Well, we play cards an awful lot, board games, but cards is kind of the big thing. And then uh, away from the house, it's uh, mostly uh, golf. <laughs> So uh, the boys and I do golf quite a bit together and, uh, and had a good time. And they're both very competitive at it. And one doesn't like to lose to the other. And I kind of, that might be the only thing where
0: I'm not as intense because I know <laughs> I'm not quite as good as them. So
1: it's, it's a challenge, that's for sure. But I try to keep up.
0: Perfect timing. The Masters starts this week uh, on Thursday. So, uh, you know, golf's going to be pretty big here this weekend. Who hits the ball the farthest? Is it, is it Tage or Tice? I know it's not you.
1: You know, I hit it. I punt it out there, 200 all the time. <laughs> it's embarrassing, um, but uh, you know what? That's a good question because any given day they can each out drive each other. But I know Tage's more consistently is about 350, uh, 330. You know, I mean, he, his he's won a few long drives. Tice is in the 300s too, like 300, pretty regular. I mean, that's their regular drive, and that's why it's hard to play with them.
0: Yeah. Well, I agree. Mine's usually 250, 260. So. Um, I'm, I'm right around, you know, I'm probably less than you actually. So what pro golfer would you compare yourself to? Do you have one? Do you have a favorite, maybe a, a guy you, you root for? Uh, because I'm a
1: lefty. I always have liked Phil Mickelson. He's always been the guy that I always, you know, I've always cheered for, for years and years and years. Um, Mike Weir like him. Um, but, uh, outside of that, uh, Dustin Johnson now is obviously a guy that I'll be following. I, I love watching him play. Um, yeah, you know, I love watching golf in general, but but those are the guys that kind of jump out. When I, as, far, as far as me following them, uh, growing up and just going through the, their pro career, uh, it was definitely uh, Phil.
0: Yeah, the lefty reference you know makes a lot of sense, and I'm sure they'll all be in contention at the Masters this weekend. I, I know the coaches play a lot of golf too. You, uh, well, Eric maybe doesn't play as much. Matt Karkner plays a lot. Out of out of the coaching staff, and maybe even you know the, the support staff as well. Who do you think hits it the straightest?
1: Chris Terreri by far is the best golfer in our staff. There's no one that can even compete to him. He's a single digit low single digit handicap. It's straight, it's down the middle, he's tight, he spins the ball, he does everything. Very skillful golfer. Um so yeah, he's he's the one that we always want we all wanna wanna be like.
0: And of course, uh, the goaltending coach with the Sound Tigers and, and a guy who's been around, you know, the hockey world forever. Um it's always funny that the hockey players always turn out to be pretty good golfers. When you look at, you know, overall, you can't really, I guess you can on occasion, but it's it's rare that you find a guy who's really good at hockey and then suffers greatly at golf. Am I wrong?
1: Well, I mean, I would, depending on what you what you gauge is good. That's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I mean, I think I'm, you know, when you look at hockey players, yes, most of them can hit a ball. Most of them have some athletic athleticism in them and they can they're coordinated and they can uh, they understand the mechanics of the swing as far as the slap shot and the wrist shot and um, so they kind of tie the two in I guess you could um, most most hockey players are pretty darn good guys that don't even don't even play that much they come out and they can hit a ball I know Eric Boganick; he doesn't play a lot and he just naturally can hit a ball far down the middle I mean he's not as consistent but he's a he's a solid player I mean to to see he's an athlete and he he does a good job with it. And Matt crushes the ball. We all know how strong Matt is. So he crushes the ball far. It's a little bit left and right. He plays army golf in those most days, but.
0: (laughs) All right. Enough of my questions. Now we're going to end our first sound up podcast here this, uh, this fall with, one of our most popular segments, it's called the Mailbag Segment, and we've got you know fans that have submitted questions. Um, really, anyone can submit questions. We'll start with Kara, who lives in Milford, Connecticut, so just right up uh, the road, right up I-95. And, and her question for you has been, what's been your most rewarding experience in your time with the Sound Tigers or even with the New York Islanders organization overall?
1: Well, the opportunity, the, the most rewarding thing that that I've got to see is just when I get to make the phone call to a player and say, hey, the New York Islanders want you up in the NHL and the the response, I think that's a pretty good uh, feeling because you know how hard they worked just to get that call. And then you're the guy that's, you know, you're in that conversation with them to for that opportunity to go up and, and show their stuff in the NHL. So that's really the biggest thrill for me and our, I know our staff, when you get to just shake the guy's hand and say, Good luck, and and send them on their way to the NHL. That's that's really, uh, it's it's a feeling that you can't describe unless you've gone through it. It's it's amazing. Hey, you see their emotion and how they feel.
0: So it probably takes you back to that first phone call that you got.
1: Yeah, it's it's an amazing feeling. You're excited, and all of a sudden you know they're going to run out and they're going to call their mom and dad. They're going to call their friends. They're gonna they're they're scrambling. Their mind's going a hundred miles a minute, and you just remind them, take a deep breath, enjoy this moment, get there and." And go do your job on the ice. It's the same ice, it's the same size. Um, just do what you've been doing to be successful, and away they go.
0: Let's move along to Stan in Wallingford, Connecticut. He's uh, he's got a pretty good question for you. You got so many goals as a coach in the American Hockey League, but when you try to decipher, you know, what what's a better outcome if if that is even a thing? Uh, do you feel more pressure to make the playoffs at the AHL level or to develop guys for a long run in the NHL?
1: It's a great question, development versus winning. I think they go hand in hand. I think for me, you know, our priority is is to develop these kids. Um, but as a self, you know, your self goals, like within our staff and within our team, when you're a sound taker, we're here to win. I mean, we want to win every single night. We want to win every shift because what we're doing is we're teaching the kids, you know, what it's going to take to win and how to overcome adversity and, all those things. So for me, you know, yeah, we have to get these kids developed, and we have to put them in situations uh, to succeed, but there's going to be times where they're going to fail and we have to get them right up. And we want to spoon feed them early. Usually give them a little taste of key situations. And then, you know, if they're successful at it, you give them a little bit more and a little bit more. And then, you know, hopefully we've taught them a few things, but as far as our team, when we talk, we're here to win every, every game. I mean, our goal is to to make our systems tight be prepared for the nhl but within that the winning should happen and and that's our goal is we want to win we want to win the calder cup i think uh, if you go around and ask any player our main goal and we we write them out we talk about them but to be here when you're with the sound we're going to win the calder cup and then from that you will develop from that. You will evolve your career. And then there's, you know, obviously baby goals, baby step goals that we have through the course of the year that will hopefully build to that ultimate goal of winning the Calder cup. So yes, we want to make the playoffs. We, we need to be in the playoffs. We need to be to the championship, but we also need to make sure that we don't lose the the priority or one of the priorities as far as making sure these kids are developed and heading in the right direction. So it's kind of, a, it's a, it's a tough Tough act uh, to to juggle, I guess you could say. It's a kind of a catch twenty two because we want to win every night, but we also know that we have to uh, make sure these kids are getting the opportunities in those key situations so they're successful in the NHL as well.
0: John in New Haven says he's a really big college hockey guy, so you know he's, he's watched some of these kids who end up getting drafted, and uh, in particular, he sent us a note uh, that. He's watched a lot of Nick Pastajov at the University of Michigan. Excited to see that uh, signing for the Sound Tigers. Can you talk about what you see out of him and what he may bring to the table?
1: Well, it's going to be – I know that he's had – his last couple years have been good. Obviously, seen him at prospect camp um, and excited about seeing him. I mean, it's a great opportunity for a lot of our young guys coming in, not only Nick, um, but a lot of guys that are coming in. There's a huge list of them, probably eight or nine young Young guys that are going to be fighting for jobs and opportunities and working on developing. And I think, you know, for Nick, you know, obviously a skilled guy has some has some decent hands, good offensive vision, skates pretty well. Um, I, I saw some flashes of of that high end skill at the uh, development camps, but for me, you know, I haven't seen enough of them. So it'll be a you know learning process through training camp when that actually gets going learn the kids, kind of interact with them socially off the ice, and then hopefully build um, the right team moving forward. And I think, you know, obviously there's opportunity for these young kids, and they're going to have to be a big part of our group. I mean, we're a young team, um, so it's going to be important these young guys come in ready to play, and I'm excited to, to to work with them.
0: I think we've got time for one more. We can squeeze one more in here. And, hey, guess who chimed in all the way from Minnesota? Uh, we got a question here from Seth Helgeson. So uh, he's our guest next week, so we might as well sneak this one in here. Uh, he wants to know, uh, hey, Tomer, I know you like chicken wings. What's your favorite type of chicken wings, and how many do you think you could eat in one sitting?
1: Well, I'm a vegan now, so no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I tried that. It didn't work. I still gained weight. Uh, that's a good question. I, I'm not a spicy guy. I love chicken wings, but I'm not a spicy guy. I like the uh, you know barbecue or, or Oh, the honey dry rub uh, yeah. is an, is one of my favorites. I love that little ranch, little ranch dressing, not blue cheese ranch dressing. but I don't like the spicy stuff because then I sweat. So yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I yeah. wonder maybe, what maybe Seth, I wonder what Seth. Seth, look, Seth looks like he eats a lot of chicken wings too in the offseason. <laughs> I hope he's ready to go this year.
0: Hey, we're gonna hit him with the mailbag segment too. So, you let me know if you have something we need to ask him uh, in return. But uh, yeah, I'm curious. I mean, that'd be fun to to watch a a wing eating contest. It's a toss up.
1: Well, in the old days, I'm sure I could beat anyone. Right now, I'm trying to limit my portions. I've gotta, I got i got to head in the right direction. I'm getting older now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love play, when players chime in. So I'm glad Seth did. Uh, it makes it a lot of fun. Uh, Tom, we're about out of time. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, is there anything else before I, I let you go that you want to uh, say to the Sound Tigers fan base, to, uh, to all the folks here in Bridgeport who are just craving that hockey, and they, we, we just can't seem to get it yet? Uh, hopefully in February we can uh, finally get started.
1: It's coming soon. I mean, I, I know that uh, it'll be an exciting time when we do get back. I know the guys are chomping at the bit bit. And I think, uh, the work ethic, you're going to see a group of guys that are going to come out, work and compete as hard as they can, uh, night in and night out. So I'm just excited for it to start just like the fans are. And I look forward to seeing them in the, in the building, uh, when they, when they, the league actually opens it up.
0: Yep. We can't wait. We're looking forward to it. Thanks coach. Thanks a lot Uh, have a great rest of your, your day and your week. Thank you. Enjoy. Hey, next week on the podcast, we've got veteran defenseman and one of the most down-to-earth guys you'll ever meet, Seth Helgeson, who just signed a new deal on October the 29th. I'm excited to catch up with Seth and and really talk to him just uh, for the first time since March. A lot to catch up on, and I'm excited to hear what he has to say. If you've got questions for Seth Helgeson, drop us a note on Facebook or Twitter or any of the Sound Tigers' social media pages. My thanks to Brent Thompson for today's conversation. Next week, we'll uh, drop the new edition of the Sound Out podcast on Tuesday at 11 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, I'm Alan Fearing. Have a great rest of your week.